Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith that is ultimately about inspiring hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this at mygatewayfellowship.com. You know, this week was spending some time in the Word, and uh, that can be a dangerous thing. Uh, when you When we step to the Scripture and we spend time just saying, Lord, speak. Be careful. Because <laughs> you really might hear something. And it may not be, uh, you know, an audible voice, but there may be something that moves in your heart and just kind of just says, this is for you. And I need you to hear it. And I think for anybody who, who gets up and, and preaches and, you know, spends time in, in the word or has the privilege to, to share, to stand and share the gospel like myself, uh, I want you to know that it, it starts within us that Anything that I say to you, I mean, I stand on this little tiny stage, but I'm really here. We're all together. Amen. I mean, we're all on the same journey. We're all looking for the same answers. We all are, are, are seeking out God's will for our lives. And uh, sometimes when we open up the word, you might actually hear God speak to you in a mighty and powerful way. And it may not be the, 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 the deepest of revelations, but if it moves your heart, then that's what counts. And so tonight we're going to spend, we're going to kind of divide this service up into two, two ways. I'm going to share a little something. Pastor Terry is going to say a little something, but we want to take time to talk about the importance of praising God and the importance of praying to God. And it's all going to be kind of wrapped together. So at the end of this, our hope is that when we leave this place, we'll end up where we're all supposed to be at the foot of the cross. That's level ground. No one's higher. Nobody's lower. We're all on the same page, and we'll leave here closer to Jesus. And uh, let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are so thankful for your love, and we're so thankful for your grace. And Father, I, I pray that right now you would remove every ounce of self from me and um, just have your own way. Open up our hearts, God, to see your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let me, let me preface this whole talk as I speak about praise, that I understand that sometimes praising God is a hard thing to do. Okay, you guys, many of you have been with me in my journey and my story. Some of you don't know, but I, I, I've, I've lost my mom to cancer. I'm a, I know what it feels to be disappointed. Does anybody else know how that feels, to be just disappointed? Right, let me see those hands like, like you're proud, like I know what that feels like, and that's okay. And anyone who's not raising their hand, just be like, lucky you, man. You must have the best life in the world. But unfortunately, you probably will experience it at some point. So let me just start this whole thing off by saying that praising God is not always the easiest thing to do. Amen? But I want to tell you that there's so much power in praise, and before we get into this passage, I want to start with another scripture. And this is from the book of Revelation. And it's from Revelation chapter 5. Anthony, I know we got that on there. And listen to this. This passage says something that is so crucial. It's a secret. It's like a glimpse into a, a truth that if we could really kind of hold into our hearts and possess and just claim this as ours, we find this. The Bible gives us this little glimpse, as John, it says in Revelation, that there's something going on where God is right now 
that is absolutely unbelievable. And I've always loved it. There is this picture of God, of Jesus Christ, the lamb who was slain for your sins, for my sins, the only one that could take the weight of the sin of the world, who overcame it all, who wins the fight. It's done. The battle is done. Jesus paid it all. Our sins are forgiven. And there's this picture of him in heaven. And and the scripture says that there's this praise that's going on. Read it with me. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. That is a lot of angels. Are you, can you picture that in your head? Just try to picture it in your head. Here you got God, and there's these angels around him. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Next slide. And in a loud voice, they sang, Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and where? on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Anthony. There's this picture of Jesus and around him are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. You can't even, basically, it's the best way that John could say, I could not count how many angels there were. And all they were saying is, glory to God. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the lamb. Because there's this little sneak peek of something that we have to hold on to. Is that Jesus paid it all and Jesus won. Remember a few, a few minutes back, I told you, I know how it feels to be disappointed. I know how that feels. And I'll share this with you again. I remember being at the hospice with my mother, and she was laying there. She was completely unconscious. And I remember walking around this place and praying to God, Lord, please, can you do a miracle? Can you do a miracle? Maybe you know what this feels like. Were you just praying? God, can you just please do something? Can you please? You've done this before. I know that you're able. I know that you can. And I know that you love. And I know that you are strong. And I know that you are mighty. And God, please, if there's any way you can make this happen. And I was walking around that building going crazy. And I was praying with every ounce of faith I had. I like to think that I have a little bit more faith than a mustard seed. So I'm like, why is this mountain not moving? Right? Why isn't things changing right now? Is it your will for this to happen? Oh, God, I was so confused. And to this day, I'll be honest with you, I still don't understand. But I was reading in the word. And I remember what Jesus said. He said, you look for a sign and you're looking for a wonder. And he said this, but the only sign of wonder that you're going to see is the sign of Jonah. And that sign was that Jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days. And on that third day, spit out. So will the son of man be. My miracle, your miracle is that Jesus Christ rose again on the third day. You know, the, there's an old preacher that Pastor Terry, let me hear this sermon. It's, he, he had this sermon. He just kept saying, Sunday's on the way. Sunday's coming. And in this month, we're going to celebrate Easter. And we're going to remember that Jesus Christ beat it all. So 
Maybe you don't see your tangible miracle. But I got to tell you guys, all of us have the miracle of what Jesus did on the cross and beating sin. And that is so important. Because if we were to really grasp that for our lives, I think it would change our whole perspective on things. Maybe we, would, we wouldn't be so consumed and concerned about other things when we understand truly, I'm okay. And I, I, maybe I wouldn't be uh, fighting and, and worried and so scared about the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, maybe 100 years you get on this earth. I'm not impressed by that. What, I, what is impressive is that Jesus Christ defeated sin and death so that you could live for all of eternity with him, learning and growing and worshiping and praising him. Are you, are you guys excited about that kind of good news? I mean, that's good stuff. You can, you can do all you want and be concerned about this and miracles happen and they're great, but the greatest of all miracles is that Christ died for you and for me. So we got that clear? You can walk out of this building and say, there's been a miracle in my life, and it's for you too, because Jesus died for you and for me, for all people. No discrimination, no no get your stuff in order for everyone. His love is strong, and he says, for you, for you, I will die so that you can live forever. That is our miracle. And it jumps us to the book of Acts. Paul understood that miracle, that no matter what happens, he even said, to die is Christ. You know, I I don't care. To live, to die, it's all about Jesus for me now. Because he understood that no matter what happens, it's all about him. It's always been about him. Nothing's ever going to change. Like I said, I mean, I'm going to be 32 this month. 32. I'll put my age out there. I'm a baby. No, I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. I'd like to think that I haven't reached the halfway point of my life. Maybe when I get to 50 and I'll die exactly at 100 years old. You know, come on, that's, that's not reality. Who knows? But what I know is that what Jesus has done in my life, I mean, hey, I'm good because he is good. So it takes us to this wonderful passage, and I'm going to put it on the screen, and we're going to kind of paraphrase, and there's some stuff going on here, and we're going to be talking about praising, but first of all, understanding and believing with all of our hearts that the miracle that we need has already been provided, and that's good news. So Paul, Paul and Silas, it says this, In in Acts chapter 16, starting at verse 16, it says, Once when they were going to the place of prayer, they were met by a female slave who had a spirit in her by which she could predict the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. And she followed Paul and the rest of of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She was screaming. It says she, they were, she was shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. These men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. These men, are you getting annoyed yet? This is what was happening. She was screaming out. These men are servants of the most high. I mean, it's going on. And she says that they followed them and she kept this up for many days. So just imagine you're walking. And I'm behind you. The whole, These men are serving to the most high God. I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs. I think the scripture gives us a, a little bit of grace by saying that she did this for a couple of days. But I highly doubt if she had some kind of crazy spirit on her that she was sleeping that night. So can you imagine? 
day and night. You're walking, you're walking, and there's someone behind you just screaming stuff and annoying you and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Paul is a bit of a rough guy, but we have to say that he, he must have had some patience because it says, finally, after many days, in verse 18, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. Just a side note, you may not have some crazy fortune telling Miss Cleo following you around every day. There's a good, I think it's safe to say that nobody has that happening to them today. But you might have something that's been following you and you feel that no matter where you go, this thing is shouting at you, discouraging you, just simply annoying you, trying to break your concentration, trying to break you down, trying to get you sidetracked and off focus. You guys know what I'm talking about. And some of you guys may have been a little too patient. <laughs> and in this kind of, in this story, we see Paul being patient, but then finally he says, in the name of Jesus, leave me alone. So I don't know what may be fall. I know I have my own things. My doubts and my worries and, you know, and it goes on and on. That's a side note. But uh, if, you, if, you, if you have experienced that, trust that the, the only way that Paul was able to get rid of her is the only way that you and I can do anything, and that's through Jesus Christ. So we're still at the same place. So anyway, Ms. Cleo lost her power. And when her owners realized that their hope of making any more money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas. And they dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. So it says that they get these guys and they say, look, they're basically just upset because they're not going to get paid anymore. You know, because they want to get money. Thank God things have changed. Now nobody cares about money. Those old biblical times. So it had this thing, you know, they're, they're before uh, Paul and Silas are by the, the in front of the court and... Um, they basically get, you know, criticized and accused of being, you know, messing things up, messing up with the with this Jesus message that they have. And it's starting at verse 22. Let's take it from there. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods, stripped and beaten with rods. All they were doing was walking to the place of prayer. That's all they were doing. And then the most annoying woman of all time, possessed by this ugly spirit. She wasn't annoying, let's be fair. But this, this spirit is just bothering them. And they, they set her free. They set her free. And next thing you know, they're stripped in public and beaten with rods. I don't know how many of you guys have ever been in a fight. Hopefully not many. But getting hit hurts. It's not like the movies. You know what I mean? Where like, there's all these bullets going around and somehow you, you make it. Or you get beat up a whole bunch of times and, oh man, I'm glad I don't have any kind of bruises. You know, that's not real life. And you get hit. You get hit, it hurts. And you get cut and you'll bruise and your face will look crazy. And it says here that they got stripped and beaten with rods and then they had been severely severely flogged rods guys just boom boom all just because they're going to the place of prayer and then it says this 
After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So (laughs) you got these guys. They were just praying. They're just going to the place of prayer. Ms. Cleo's following them. Freedom for you, lady. You're not a slave anymore. Now you know Jesus. And then, wait, we're not getting paid anymore. Beat them down. Stripped. Hit with rods. And then thrown into the inner cell, in the inner courts of the jail. They're not on the outside. They don't get a window view. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're in the worst part. They're in the, the maximum security. And then they're chained by their feet. It, The only thing that we can say is by our humanness, they were trapped and they're broken and they're beaten and they're bloody and bruised. And then verse 25, but then about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So, so, so maybe from that point until midnight, maybe they were unconscious Maybe they were just kind of gathering things together. Who knows what happened in between that time. But what we do know is that same day, they're chained up. They're chained up, guys. And then they start praying and singing hymns to God. Singing hymns in chains. Singing praises in chains. Awaiting death, but singing praise. Broken, beaten, bloody, ugly, but singing praises to the most high God. So like I said before, some of us have things that have been following us. And some of us in this, in this very room right now, we're not physically chained up to anything, but there's definitely some spiritual chains, some emotional chains that have been keeping you locked up. And you've been sitting there in your inner cell and saying, how am I going to get out of here? And you don't know how it's going to happen. And honestly, I don't know how it's going to happen. But I love what what Paul and Silas start to do. It's not making any sense. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. We're probably going to die. What else is there to do? Let's sing praise to God. Why? Because they got this glimpse, this little secret that we talked about in Revelation, that the battle is won. Jesus Christ paid it all. He's there. Angels are praising him 24 hours a day. Guys, there is a place in praise and a place in worship that the enemy cannot follow you into. There's a place when we praise him that no matter what's going on, you are going to be all right. And I, I stood here with my friends and we don't, we still didn't understand how things were going to be with mom. But what did we do? We went and had a praise and worship service before my, after my mom's funeral. And that was just simply to say that no matter what happens, you cannot steal our joy. You cannot steal our joy. So the only thing that can steal your joy is you. If you guys want to decide, man, you know, I'm beaten and but and look, guys, I'm not making light of some of the situations that you're facing because I know it's real. I know it's real, but I know that God is stronger and I know that he can handle you. If he can handle Paul and Silas locked up, he can handle you. And it may not always be, you know, you got to remember, Paul eventually died for this stuff. But the miracle that he needed has already taken place. So they were praying. And then what it also says, the other prisoners were listening to them. Those are the guys that just came in, you know, 
they're singing praises and they're praying. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the doors flew open and everyone's chains, everyone's, everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. He said, oh man, I'm done. But what happened? Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. Paul was not about trying to just go out and save himself. He wasn't, he, he wasn't impressed. To, to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's what he says. They prayed and praised so hard that not only were their chains loose, everybody's chains came loose. Can you imagine singing that kind of worship, singing that kind of praise, that, that your praise is so strong that you're setting other people free as well by showing them, by letting them just hear the simple good news truth of the gospel. That's for everybody. No matter what you come from, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, what color you are, it doesn't matter. Jesus, his love is strong enough to handle it all. And Paul and Silas are in there and they're just singing their little praise. And then all of a sudden, this earth starts shaking, the chains come loose, and everybody's free. And I'm not going to just run out of here because I'm not just about living. I'm just, I just want to let everybody know that when you praise, there's some power there. So all I want to say to us tonight is, In the midst of your situation, in the midst of whatever you're going through, the problems that you may face, maybe you're not facing a problem right now. Everything seems really, really good. But especially if things are bad, have you spent some serious time just praising God? I talk to so many people every week, Chaplain Terry, myself. It's it's our job. I love my job. But sometimes when I hear people day after day say the same problem, they're complaining and complaining. Not only does it challenge me, you know, in, in, in the way that I think and live, but I have to just sit back for a second and remember this story that my dad used to read me when I was a little kid. And there's this book called It Could Be Worse. Do any of you guys remember this book? It's this little book where this guy goes through all these different situations in his life. Starts off by falling out of his chair or something. He falls down. He's like, it could be worse. And it goes on to where he gets like taken by this giant eagle. And, you know, it's just like, but this whole time he always says it could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Because there, in all of our lives, there's so much worse than it could be right now. Don't believe me? Don't believe me? Ask Darren. Ask Chris as they're in, working in the hospitals every day. They're seeing some stuff that is hard. And we're complaining, but we can breathe all right. You know what I mean? There's still breath in your lungs to complain. So that's, that's, you're not that bad. We are not that bad. And maybe just for a moment, we need to go back to the beginning of this talk and remember that the miracle that you need has already taken place because Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for you and for me, no matter what happens, no matter what happens. If we just hold on close to Christ, victory is done. It's for you. It's for me. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.